Ding dong, the witch is dead. Brady's old and wears the pants. <laughs> Ding dong, the wicked witch is dead. Uh, welcome into Mozzie and the Muscle. I am the Muscle, joined by my equally thrilled co-host, Mozzie. I would ask how you're doing, but I know we're still both happy about the uh, Patriots losing. We are. Every now and then I still just like my eyes shut and I get these little chills down my spine. <laughs> and it just like goes all throughout my limbs. Like when you listen to a great song for the first time in a while. Oh, man. And I just remember Brady throwing a pick six to a former Patriot player and losing at home in the yeah. playoffs. <laughs> remember, remember the hype video that they made? They made a hype video? Yeah, like Brady Brady himself put out like a hype video. It was like the lions and the hyenas. It's like the lion will like, oh, attack the hyena when they ran around. It was just like... It was supposed to be like super intense, and they lost. So it was kind of it's funny. It's really funny because they lost. Yeah, <laughs> and like I know we both picked them to win, but like that was just like feelings aside, begrudgingly picked. Yeah, I'll, yeah, we both said that to him. Like we think we both would prefer the Titans to win here, but mm-hmm. we're just not ready to do that yet. Yeah, because we, we try to be as objective as possible. Like I know emotions gonna come into it sometimes, but like for them, like, you know. It's 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 tough to be fully objective on these just because like you know oh like I stand for Lamar so like that's going to be a consistent thing but you know mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, before before we get into you know recapping last week and talking about this upcoming week there have been some coaching changes we've uh, we've seen uh, the first one Ron Rivera to Washington that was you know the, the quickest one probably the best you know option I think consensus he was probably one of like most people's top option yeah I would say he was the best coach available mm-hmm. of. Of the ones that we've got. Yeah, the most cool, at least. <laughs> like, that we know about. Uh-huh. Is what you have. Like, him, McCarthy, Garrett are, like, just the kind of names of coaches that actually have been in the NFL. Mm-hmm. I don't think anyone wants Jason Garrett, like, per se. No. And then yeah. Mike McCarthy is kind of polarizing. Some people think he's nothing. Some people think he's pretty good, so. Yeah. I, I'm unsure on McCarthy, but, like, I don't know. It sounds like he claims that he's, like, you know, I don't know if it turned a corner, but he's like said he's got more into like the analytics stuff or whatever. I know he said like the year off, but yeah, we'll see. I um, I mean, like they they won a Super Bowl. Like he had yeah, Rodgers, exactly. but they won a Super Bowl. So like, yeah, it's, it's really hard to win a Super Bowl. Yes. We've all become jaded because the Patriots have done it six times. But like, it's it's hard to win a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's hard. They did it. Yeah. So, so. like that, that gives them some merit regardless. And I know, I'm 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 in, I think the fit's kind of kind of good. I'm I, I mean it can't be worse. It can't be worse. No, mm-hmm. I think he is an upgrade from Jason Garrett because he has playoff experience and can win those games. Mm-hmm. He's shown it. I mean, the other thing is they won the division every damn year with him. Yeah, that's also true. The Packers were always at the top pretty much as long as and, Rodgers yeah, doesn't hurt. In the NFC East, that's pretty important. That pretty much determines who's going. Because like, they all beat each other up and have shit records by yeah. the end of the year. If you get to ten <laughs> wins, you're winning that division. Like that's pretty much a given. Yeah, no, really. <laughs> you get to ten wins, you win the NFC East usually. Mm-hmm. But, but it's a tough ten because they all hate each other. Yeah, <laughs> there's so much turnover there this year. Like in that division too. Like almost all the new coaches are in that division, which is interesting. yeah, you're right. Yeah, but, um, <laughs> Philly's the only stable one, which is weird to say too, but. <laughs> And Doug Peterson is a hell of a coach. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's I will great, say that. Sure. But um, yeah, Ron Ron Rivera in Washington. He brought he brought the OC from Carolina with him too. So, I mean, I, okay, as long as Dan Snyder's there, like it's still everything's gonna get fucked up somehow. But I think, yeah, Bruce Allen's gone. 
Yeah, I mean, that's that's a big step, too. So if he's gone, who's the new GM anyway? Or they, have they picked one yet? They are picking one after the draft. They are oh, yeah, I forgot. That was how Washington fucked it up. That's right. <laughs> who did that? Who did that last time? Fuck, was that Cleveland who did that last time? There was another team who did that. Like, they drafted and then right after fired their GM and got a new one. And it's like, why? Like, you let some, someone else make the decisions and then right after you say, nah, fuck those decisions and get someone new. Well, and say, the Jets did it, like, this year. Not have been them. That they did it this year, and uh, the Chiefs did it the a year or two before. But like, I think that was when they got Mahomes. I could yeah, be wrong. Know. Yeah, like, but like, it makes no sense to do that because you say, okay, new GM, live with last GM's decisions. Oh yeah, and we fired him, so they probably weren't good decisions either. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'm not sure who's gonna make those picks. I because it might not be Bruce Allen either. I don't know. Like, is it going to be, like, Rivera and Snyder, like, doing it together? Oh, like, on God. Because, like... I, mean, I would take Rivera and Jack Del Rio. I would have... I, like, if yeah. they picked it, I would take that over, you know, whatever else they have. Yeah, like, I mean, <laughs> the draft's literally going to be, like, defensive players and, like, a couple linemen if it's, like, Rivera and Del Rio picking it. <laughs> Which I'm hoping they take take Chase Young at two, because that defense would be just nasty... Like, with Chase Young in that front seven, and then Del Rio manning the defense. Interesting. So what I'm reading is that Rivera brought a lot of people over with him. And Mm -hmm. I thought it was just coaches, like, on the field. But he brought some front office people Hmm. with him, too. That's fascinating. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. Carolina's not overhauling, I don't know if I've seen that or at least been aware of it before. But, I mean, the Redskins have a terrible front office, so that's huge. Um Redskins have fired the longtime cap expert, Eric Schaefer, who's been with them 17 years. Question. Can you call him an expert? <laughs> yeah, how do you become a cap expert? What the well, fuck? Especially, especially that for that team, like looking at who they've signed. and Are there over. like levels? Is there amateur cap like aficionado? I mean, maybe and like then... specialist? Like, because specialist <laughs> like, implies that you do it a lot, but no one knows how good you are at it. It's just like you specialize in that. So right. I, I don't know if I call Ex- him an expert. Expert sounds like there's tears to it. Yeah, or it sounds like you like succeeded and like, <laughs> also yes. I would argue that they have not done any of that. You fired him via text. <laughs> Imagine like going to your next job and like, oh yeah, I was the cap expert for the Washington Redskins. They look at the like the Washington Redskins record. They all start. Like, they all like look at each other and lean back and start laughing their ass off. <laughs> they're like, does this guy need like a? a dictionary yeah like uh, did he use did he use a thesaurus incorrectly here? like what's up <laughs> but no yeah because anyway but um yeah carolina's like overhauling a lot of stuff with the new ownership um and so like i mean obviously they gave him that role at huge contracts but i mean i guess it makes sense that they're like yeah sure ron take take anyone yeah they, like in, ron rivera's uh rob rogers will be their new salary cap mm-hmm. expert rob rogers <laughs> rob rogers rob rogers ron rivera <laughs> Oh my God! Too many R's. Rah, 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 rah. Anyway, but yeah, <laughs> on the Redskins with Rob Rogers and Ron Rivera. <laughs> my God. <laughs> but yes, his former team, uh, Carolina, has hired Matt Rule, um, and he ha- he now has uh, pretty much complete rule over the team. Uh, uh, I mean, based on the contract they gave him. The contract was massive. Yeah, it was it was like sixty million seven years? Was that it? I thought it was seventy million. Six years. It was one of the two. It was a bunch of numbers. <laughs> there were many zeros. Yeah, let me. I got find tired it. counting all of them. 
But yeah, they gave him a buttload of money, and it sounds like all the owners going to be pissed at him too for giving like a new coach so such a big payday, which I think is hilarious. This guy kind of looks like a like NCAA basketball coach. Mm-hmm. I don't know who does rule or rule. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he like someone like they they were like talking about his like uh, interview or whatever, like his opening interview. And someone was like, "This guy is definitely a pastor, <laughs> like a youth pastor or something." All right, so it's a seven year deal worth mm-hmm. 60 million with incentives that could be worth to up to 70 million there we go interesting wow but, wow no, I saw incentives this as a head coach incentives yeah, i guess win win playoff based i don't know makes sense i guess damn which honestly like i kind of like that because we talk we get, like these players get incentives all the time but we never see the coaches like being held accountable for like how good the team actually is aside from like being employed or fired so i kind of like the whole incentive for yeah. wins and stuff but yeah, there's a there's a video I saw of like uh, Rule and DJ Moore like greeting each other, and Rule's talking about how like he tried to get DJ Moore to come to Temple or wherever he was, and he, he mm-hmm. didn't even come visit, and it was funny. Oh yeah, I remember that. But yeah, I'm intrigued by this just because like I have zero fucking clue what's gonna happen with this. Like, do they keep Cam? Like, who else would it be? Like, what kind of offense is is it gonna be? Is it gonna be like the Baylor one? Is it gonna be something different? Like, so. I mean, it's a pretty much a blank slate, so I think it's... I mean, I assume we'll use McCaffrey a butt, buttload, because, like, duh, but... Yeah, that was one of the only coaches they retained was their running back coach, <laughs> so... I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, <laughs> when yeah. you get a thousand thousand, you're like, yeah, hey, can I keep this coach? <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> like, I kind of like him. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I would imagine they roll with Cam and perhaps either draft a quarterback or begin thinking about trying to foster a new one to learn under him. Mm-hmm. He is, I mean, Cam's 31. Is he 31 or 30? Yeah, something like that. But he, I mean, we've both talked about we don't know how much longer he actually has left. Exactly. Because based on just his play style, how many has he taken, how many injuries he's had over the last few years, it may, it may just be one or two more years of good real Cam and then that's it. Like, who knows? But Yeah, he's a, he'll be 31 in uh by the time the next season starts. Gotcha. So like, and I, yeah, he's not someone who's going to play till he's 40. He's going to play till he's like 34, mm-hmm. maybe. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, eh, I'd, I'd rather just, I'd rather him not be like a shell. Yeah. Hopefully with the year off, he'll be. Yeah. Cause that was, one of, that was one of the things we talked about. Like after, after week two, I'm like, I'm like, dude, Cam, just take the year off. And I'm glad they, he pretty much did. Cause maybe mm-hmm. he'll be actually healthy for once to start the year. Yeah, I was like, it's it was the same thing with Luck, where, like, just take him out, and they came mm-hmm. back the next year, like, was just, he was so good. Yeah, oh, still sad about it's that. Still sad. <laughs> yeah, if I could get two good years out of Cam, I'd be very happy. Yeah, for sure. But And then uh, last one, last coach change that we have so far is uh, the Giants hiring uh, Joe Judge. That's a cool name. The Patriots <laughs> special teams coordinator. I'm not going to even, like, not, like, I mean, okay, he's the – wide receivers coach but everyone's using that as like a knock on them but i think the special teams like coach pretty much is the more important part at least in my opinion yeah i I don't like this hire like at all i'm i'm torn torn, so even like okay here's the thing like even shitting on the patriots receiving core like this year was bad but they've pretty they've overachieved like i'm gonna be honest like for the most part the last several years they've overachieved like based on the names like and honestly, like, who the fuck even is Julian Edelman? Like, let's be real for a second. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, this guy, like, by all accounts, shouldn't be a good wide receiver, but he is. But anyway, like, 
I, I can, I'm just going to go back to the Patriots stuff for a second, like on the receiving core. But anyway, like their special teams has always been one of the best special team units. Like that's been one of their like big factors is that that unit has been great. So I don't know. I don't, I don't hate it. And I know there, there aren't many, like, I mean, the, the one people think of and that I thought of was Harbaugh to the Ravens, as far as like a special team guy going head coach. I don't know how many like others there are, but there is a blueprint for it to work. I don't know if it will, but wasn't he the wide receiver coach? Yeah, he was oh, both. He did both. Yeah, I didn't know that. That yeah. I like that a lot more now. I thought he was just the wide receiver coach, and I was kind of like, "What are you doing?" Yeah, let me let me pull up on like Pro Football Reference, but he's been their special teams coach too, and that's why I was like, that's why I was more on board with it because, like, except for that reason, like, it was interesting. Really good. When did when did he? Do, oh, so it was this year that he was the special teams coach. Yeah, I'm trying to find like his coaching page on Pro Football Reference or whatever, but it's kind of hard to like find it because <laughs> there's not much on him. I guess I go to New England Patriots and go from there. All right, so let, let me let me take a gander here. All right, goes 2019 New England Patriots. We've got. Oh, this is interesting. So he was supposed to go with McDaniel's to Indianapolis last year, and mm-hmm. when McDaniel's turned his fucking t- tail and turned back judge was like well shit and came back with him <laughs> interesting <laughs> when did he i'm trying i'm trying to find the freaking like coaching stuff on here it's like so hard to find all this shit but so he joined in 2012 as the special teams assistant okay. until 2014 and then he became the special teams coordinator after the super bowl Gotcha. So he's been there. He's been there coordinator for a few years, and that their special teams have been good. So <coughs> very good. Yeah, especially but, between like 2014 and now. Yeah, who had been? Who had been the wide receivers coach? Because he literally was just it this year. Actually, yeah, it I was, thought it was um, longer. So Chad O'Shea. Okay, so like pinning him the wide receiver coach is like a really weird thing because. They have overachieved, so I guess whoever had been managing it before this year had actually been doing a pretty good job, in my opinion, based on, like, the shit they had, so. Yeah. So it sounds like he just kind of got stuck there this year, actually, but, yeah, I'm going to call him special teams coordinator and not wide receiver coach, because that's more ap- applicable. Yeah, absolutely, and that, I I like hiring a special teams coach as a head coach. Mm-hmm. I like that, because someone has to give a shit about it, because it's still important. Yeah. And why the like, under? Oh, good. Like so many coaches have this really shit attitude towards like kickers and special teams. Mm-hmm. They're just talk down to them the whole time. And like you're not even part of the fucking team. Just make the damn field goal. And it's like, well, damn. Yeah, and like one of the underrated things is that like he's not tied to like any system in particular. Where like some coaches come in and like have to run their offense or their defense or whatever. Like and. He's like he does probably doesn't give like I mean that's like why the Ravens are so good like Harbaugh had like zero attachment to anything and he just let the coordinators like do their job and like work with the players instead of trying to force you know square peg into a round hole or whatever mm. the phrase is I think that's it but yeah yeah I got I got to yeah. force a triangle peg mm. into a hexagonal hole and like <laughs> I'm like could that work I think that would work right let me let me draw this out hold on. Cause like there is there you can there's a triangle like within a hexagon right possibly depending on the the shape of the hexagon yeah I'm drawing this out and depending on how the hexagon and triangle are shaped it will probably work actually so yeah like dun 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 yeah okay so a triangle will probably actually fit in a hexagonal hole 
Yeah, depending on the angle in which you insert it as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or uh, definitely, it would definitely fit in a pentagon hole as well. I was doing, I was doing pentagon hexagon. I, I messed up my, my number. Yeah, I think I was thinking pentagon. I mean, it would right? fit in both. Like, it would definitely fit in a hexagon. Actually, I'm drawing this out, and it would like super fit. It would like have to fit if they all have like the same like base of like you know size, which most of the peg things do like that. Like you know, because they say the, the the square and the circle, like if they're like same like general basis, like it's not gonna fit for you know if like the if the width or the radiuses match up whatever radii. You, you all get what I'm saying. So <laughs> so the triangle and the hexagon would actually fit. So one so um, yeah, when you're making these peg analogies, make sure you actually draw it out and stick with the original phrase because the square and the circle like makes sense makes but, sense mm -hmm. can't mess up but yeah. you know would a triangle fit in a ramado decahedron hole i don't know maybe oh, wait, let, let me draw it um, um, <laughs> um oh um i think so i think you'd get like two or three in there i think so i think so <laughs> so you know you just you gotta be careful anyway um yeah joe judge the giants i'm intrigued by it for the reason of that it's, it's a pretty blank slate and like I said, special teams coordinators like are used to having to adjust on the fly and shit too, and they deal well with being handed random shit. Like they literally just get the players who aren't playing and make them play special teams. <laughs> like, <laughs> mm -hmm. so they're used to like fitting stuff around. So I'm, I don't know. I I like it for the sake of like they didn't force a like former head coach. They like they didn't hire Jason Garrett. So like that was good. And they, they did not. That's great. And good, good they've got someone who's. Oh, probably open to doing whatever the fuck works. So, I can't believe the amount of like media I, I hear about people praising Jason Garrett, saying he's a great coach and he should be able to go anywhere. And I'm like, who said that? Are we watching the same like sport here? Jason <laughs> covered the spread, Garrett. <laughs> like, come on, he has been seriously underachieving with an excellent roster. Yeah, he's a dumb dumb, and uh, yeah. So speaking of dumb dumbs, Cleveland still doesn't have a head coach or a GM or or GM. I so, cannot believe they fired Dorsey. I I didn't think they would, but I don't a hundred percent hate it. I'm like I don't hate it, but it's he wasn't like I I don't know. I feel like relative GM is a hard position. Who was before yeah. him? Was it Sashi? What was before him? Uh. Uh, I think so. I think so because he did he did an okay job setting some stuff up for him, but like I don't know, like unless I, you want to hire a GM to hire your next head coach, which I totally am cool with. Yeah, that would I mean, make the sense. The owner isn't hiring it. That's a good move. I don't think they're going to do that though. Yeah, because the Browns' ownership has been what's held them back for so long. So yeah. like, I don't see them doing the right thing. Because <laughs> we were talking Sorry. about wait, because Washington Washington's waiting until after the draft to do their GM. Is is Cleveland doing that too? Are they hopefully they do one before the draft. I um I haven't read anything on them because like they still need would, a coach. That would be so like typical of these franchises to do that. <sighs> yeah, like I'm I'm curious who Cleveland ends up with because like now they they can get the possible pickings of like the like playoff teams um like coordinators pretty much after like they're like those teams are eliminated like like the enemy's been mentioned and um I don't know his so name the uh, Seattle D coordinator. It says we're gonna they're gonna have someone by tomorrow, basically. Why? <laughs> they're Why? They're hoping to hire someone by Saturday. So why? Like, what's the point? Like, what's the reason? Is there is there like there might be a reason I don't know about, but like I don't think there's a reason that you would need to like do that. 
Like, does someone uh, just say, like, get one by Sunday? Like, Man, I was so hopeful for a second that maybe they were being smart and we're going to hire a GM and get, like, the foundation set up and then have the GM hire the coach. That way the owner's not doing it and the GM can actually pick someone good. The Browns are fucked still. I don't. I don't know. Whatever. Whatever the win total is on the Browns, if it's above eight, I'm ta- I'm betting the under. Like as soon as that is available. <laughs> like oh, yeah. there's no. Like okay, the one thing I'm okay with about the Dorsey firing is that like he let this team trot out bad O line for this whole year. Like that's where I'm like okay, like that was pretty fucking bad. And that was one of the things I went into the year everyone's worried about, and it was a very real worry. So. Hmm. Yeah, man. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm just reading up on uh, what's his face right now, Judge. Yeah, there's like, like there's not much on him. <laughs> no, there's something he was saying about tackling, which is just sort of it's. I don't know. He was basically saying we're going to be practicing live tackling. Yeah, I'm. I'm also wondering how much of everything he's saying is like lip service to Gettleman, too. Yeah, because like I saw some of that, and I'm like, there's no way this guy's gonna do that be that after like being with the patriots for so long like there's a chance maybe he is that bad like we see some of these former patriots guys be bad but like i don't know that sounds like a gettleman lip service thing to me yeah don't i mean after being with the patriots can't you just sort of mirror them like you're around them so long can't you just become accustomed to how they do things and then implement that in the next place you go is it harder said than done? Do they try to do that, or do they not even try? I don't know, because, like, it's... In a, like, cause, okay, well, at the Patriots, like, they, they win all the time, so, like, it, it works a little better there. Like, the hard, the hard-ass thing works a little better there, I'd say. Right, because but, like, people are already bought in. Yeah, and that's, like, that's the whole culture, and it works there. With the Giants, like... I mean, I, I, I have no idea how Danny Dimes is, like, as a personality, as, like, a leader or whatever of the team. And, like, I mean, like, he and Saquon and, like, um, probably, I mean, that's probably the main two as far as, like, leading the team. At least the offense. So, like, voice in the locker room why. So, I'm curious, like, how they'll mesh with him. I think that'll be the biggest thing is how, like, Judge and Dimes. I'm going to just keep calling him Dimes because it's Donald's just funny at this point. Um, Judge and Dimes. That yeah. sounds like a great like network tv show that sounds like like so you know how they have all these like shows like storage wars and like pawn stars like mm. ju- judge and dimes sounds like a really intense like coin appraisal show <laughs> judge and dimes Judge and dimes someone that's like Dun-na-na. and it's like rob and it's like he's he's like microscoping in on a coin it's just like really intense music like game show like who wants to be a millionaire intense music and it's like him like zoomed in on the coin for like five minutes which is like pans back and forth (laughs) and like you've got like the person who brought it in just like sweating bullets and it's just five minutes like panning between the three things (laughs) with good game show music on the whole time anyway next on judging dimes dimes. a 1920 silver dollar it's worth nothing (laughs) i feel like half the show would just be the guy saying that mm-hmm. yes yeah, is valueless <laughs> sir this is a piece of chocolate <laughs> <laughs> it's just wrapped in a gold foil like you understand you can eat this right but like what's it worth <laughs> can, can you still appraise it like what what percent what percent cocoa is it is that can you appraise it <laughs> uh three <laughs> <laughs> next on judging times anyway <laughs> I don't know how we got here. Um, so yeah, Coach and Jane, just, we'll talk about it more throughout the offseason as far as fits go once we get a little more info, at least with Cleveland and 
the draft will put a lot together too for us. But oh, <laughs> anyway, recap recap the last week in a bit. Um, we were our so our Houston Buffalo calls. Were, uh, that was probably like our best one as far as like calls go. I'd say at least with some of them. Um, Did it not feel like it went exactly how we thought it would go? More like, or less. Pretty much coming down to the wire, and then Watson pulling some trickery out of his butt in the end of the game. Yeah. No, it. like the the coaching favoring McDermott like was super there to start. And then he fell apart. But Bill O'Brien didn't really get it together either. It was just all Watson. And that's where we started talking about the quarterback being favored. Right. That really showed in the second half. Like, Josh Allen had – he just, like, collapsed. And that was, like, the original – that was one reason I liked Houston. I was like, Watson has just – he has one more year of this. Yeah, he's also – In the playoffs. He's clutch. He's got experience. I feel like he's playing on a way higher level than most people are giving him credit for, mm-hmm. and certainly than Josh Allen is at the moment, even yeah. though Josh Allen had a great year. Still, you know. Yeah, he started hot this game, too. I feel bad for him because, like, the end of the game, like, they, they had the chance to, and it was just uh, – I feel bad for him. I mean, he was obviously sad and upset. I'm sure he'll improve from it, but it was just a disaster moment from him. Yeah. His – oh, man, he had a couple really boneheaded plays. Yeah, like the sack and the penalty. This is, at the end, it was just rough, so – but either way, like I, had, it was a really fun game to watch. Even though, like they were, even though they all looked like the both teams didn't look good, and like that's what I was saying. Like whoever advances is gonna just get trounced. But like, <laughs> yeah, this it, was, it was a, it doesn't matter game. <laughs> yeah, like Josh Allen's fun to watch. He's fun to like, you know, root for just because he's gives it all. And dude, the Deshaun Watson avoiding that sack was buck wild. That was bonkers. I've never seen someone like in a sport avoid death. So narrowly. <laughs> Mason Rudolph? <laughs> eh, he didn't really avoid it. <laughs> death became him. It's at least his career. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> career death. <laughs> yeah, that was that was just magic from from Watson. So that's fun. Um, as far as our picks, um, there wasn't a ton of offense. Like Hopkins was okay like as you know, an option. I mean, he ended up doing better than Michael Thomas, actually, which was interesting. Um mm. Buffalo receivers, smoke beetles was kind of eh, high. Didn't do much. Um, your call on the kickers though was was spot on. <laughs> they were very busy because the play calling was um, lackluster for a, a large portion of the game on both sides. Yeah, <laughs> I think I think Hash got like four field goals. Let me look. Oh, that's yeah. What I, I don't know how many he actually had. Sounds right. Yeah, it was four. Mm. Yeah, they yeah, were kicking all day, man. Yeah, there were two forties, a thirty-eight, and a forty-seven, and Kaimi. Had to clearing the game winner. So yeah, any any field goal pick you would have if you had taken the over, you would have gotten with six. <laughs> but um, yeah, and then uh, out of one of the calls on the defense was like was for Buffalo's defense, even though they lost, they got you a lot of fancy points because um all the sacks they got, they got seven sacks on Sean Watson, and that was one of the things that was like I was talking about the um like sack and pick opportunity for Buffalo. And seven that, is pretty ridiculous. Seven sacks is a lot, and so only line twenty two points, and then they got like a fumble recovery too. Your, your defensive fantasy point wise worked out there. So, mm. and then we did both take Houston, so that worked out. Yeah, I unfortunately had a parlay with um, Houston, and uh, who else did I have? I think probably I think it was probably New Orleans. Yeah, so I only the, got the one. <laughs> yeah, that game was the big shock of the weekend. But before we get there, we had Tennessee beating New England, thankfully. In a very narrow victory. Um, I mean, Woo. it was 2013, but basically 14-13 because that pick six with nine seconds is, you know, 
whatever. Orgasmic. But, um, yeah, it was also wonderful too. <laughs> but um, this game was gross. Um, James White yeah. did you okay? We mentioned him just because he's going to get a lot of looks, a lot of PPR points. Um, all the receivers in this game didn't do dick. Like none of them did. I know we mentioned like Pedalman. He did nothing. Um, yeah, I thought Sharp if anyone did, did anything stream. like for the Pats, it would at least be Edelman. Yeah, I, I guess he just wasn't fully healthy or something. But um, I mean, the Muscle Train did his thing. Holy Ooh, moly! God, like, he was choo chewing. Thirty-four carries for one hundred eighty-two yards. Like shit, ridiculous. It oh was my just God. like we did, we talked about. Like one of the things we overestimated was the Patriots' ability to like limit Derrick Henry. Like wow. Like yeah, I really thought that would be their their like game plan yeah and like here's the thing like so one of the things we we talked about we were worried about aj brown getting billed and he did he got one catch for four yards and like the if if the patriots offense wasn't so dookie they had a very good chance because like the tennessee offense scored 14 points despite how great derrick henry did and so it was literally just the patriots doing not anything because they basically did the opposite they let Derrick Henry run. They just did not allow any big plays. So that mm-hmm. was something you talked about the previous week that Tennessee was strongly big play oriented. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that ended up being what Bill attacked. He said, we're going to take their big plays away with their AJ Brown deep shots and their mm-hmm. Derrick Henry, a hundred yard runs. I don't care if Der- Derrick Henry gashes us. We're going to keep it close. Cause he's going to have to run 30, 40 times. Mm-hmm to get a lot of yardage, which is exactly what happened. Yeah, and I think that's a, I think that's a solid defensive game on like their long their long play was twenty nine mm-hmm. yards. And so like Exactly. It was just the offense didn't do anything to help. And so like you're gonna think Baltimore does more on offense, but But yeah, that's I mean I think overall Bill had a pretty good game plan and explains why he's the coach and we're not. <laughs> but yeah. like, but my God. Yeah, defensively. I mean, they, did, they held him down to 14 points. They just they have no offense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was like it, it was bad. Their offense was non-existent. That was that was the gist of it. Like I I overrated their offense going into this. And like, so. while we're on the game, I did want to talk about Brady for a second because I keep hearing all this bullshit that like the Patriots dynasty is all is like completely over. And Brady's old and can't do it anymore. And I, I don't know about you, but I saw Brady throw a Hail Mary that looked pretty fucking impressive for his age. I mean, he threw that thing like 70 yards. I mean, he's coming back, like, for sure. Yeah, and I think for, like, all intents and purposes, it's not necessarily that Brady's getting old. I just think their offense is no longer doing it. Like, it, the it, offense has evolved in the NFL. You need to be almost a dual-threat option now. Yeah, like, I mean, he is getting older. Like, his He's never been, like, elite arm strength, but it's, like, dwindled enough that it limits some. But they also have no weapons, like... Yeah, they have nothing. Like, you need these dynamic offenses now in the NFL, like Pat Mahomes and Tyreek Hill or Lamar with Marquise Brown and Mark Ingram. You don't know who's getting the ball. And with yeah. the Patriots, it's like, all right, they have Brady and... Yeah, they're raw. Like, their their playmaking options are, like, dookie. It's garbage. Yeah. What garbage? <laughs> so, soggy garbage soggy hot yeah damp, it's like it's like you left garbage. you put your you put your trash can out you dumped like um a, a box of like a bunch of like boxes of, like oatmeal and like stuff <laughs> in it and then the rain it rained and then it got hot and the oatmeal like cooked up a little bit and then mm. you leave it there for like a week you close it like i'll oh, fucking leave it there for a week then you open it later and you're like oh no there's maggots in it i have to clean this 
Like gross. That's like the Patriots offense. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it, that's what it's gotten to. So um, yeah. Anyway, um, I'm I'm still glad they lost, dude. I'm, oh, I'm so, so happy. Like, but so this game and the next game, like, so I'm so I'm gonna be at the Super Bowl, and I was my the one thing I just like was really hoping did not happen was New England versus Saints, and now that's that worry is gone. <laughs> completely because now i don't have to root for either of them like rooting against one of them obviously is easy but like i now know they will not be matching up and that's just like so makes me so happy <laughs> that i know that will not be the case well yeah i mean while we're on it we can move on then to yeah. the minnesota new orleans game which i know like you you like were so close to calling the upset and like i know we were both uh... like, the spread being covered and like it was being disrespectful but I know, dude. I made so many points about how Minnesota could win this game, and those all happened. Yeah. You're basically, <laughs> like, there's always one game people just discount, and then it ends up happening. <laughs> like, yeah, yep. And I'm like, and I feel like it's this game. And like, if they get Dalvin Cook rolling with that, with the loss of Sheldon Rankins at DT, like, they, they're not going to be able to stop them. That's how Minnesota wins this game. And I didn't, I should have just picked him. I don't know why I didn't. Yeah. Like, Dalvin Cook fucking balled out. Kirk Cousins was solid too, which Kirk Cousins had has had an amazing year actually, like low key. Yeah, he's had a great year. Mm-hmm. He was actually he was my prop bet to have the most yards this week hmm. as a quarterback, which I be, I don't I think it might have been Watson. Um but yeah, he did pretty Watson well. Problems, but yeah. Watson this past week, yeah. So Oh yeah, oh yeah, I thought you meant like Scott coming. I was like, oh bold, but I'm like, yeah, this past weekend. Oh yeah, Watson not for it. this coming week, the past one. Yeah, Watson yeah. edged him out barely. Because, you know, Watson is fourth quarter wizard, but... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude, yeah, Thielen, Thielen bought out this game. Michael Thomas had, what well, for him, a pedestrian game of 7 for 70, usually. So that's, like, a floor for him. Um, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so, like, okay, here's... So, Taysom Hill. Let's talk about Taysom Hill real quick. Just cause I oh, want my to. God. How <laughs> like, he was their entire offense. Yeah, which is hilarious. Like... <laughs> It shouldn't work at all, and it's kind of funny that like it did work some. Like, <sighs> it was extraordinarily athletic, very tall, like huge, ideal football size human being. Yeah, <laughs> he's a good football human being for sure. Yeah, like he can play tight end. He can get out there and like he can mm-hmm. make catches and block, and he can also throw. Sort of. Sort of. <laughs> <laughs> like exactly. <laughs> it, it, it was enough, but like okay, here's our. I'm not. I know. Like okay. Shitting on Taysom Hill is a fun thing to do, and, like, I'm going to join in on it. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So, like, okay, any Taysom Hill play should not work because, like, he's – this thing was that like how many pass attempts has he thrown this whole year was that his first one like he has had like no pass attempts this whole year he's pretty much always going to run it. So, okay, he attempted six passes the whole year, completed 50% of them for a total of 55 yards and a long of 20. Yikes. So – I mean, it, it's, it worked half the time, and it was, like, one pretty good one. I don't know. Anyway, like, his pass was, like, not that accurate. Like, it was in the vicinity, but, like, the dude was wide open. What was his name? Harris? He was wide open. Like, that should have been a t- I know they got the touchdown, but that should have been a touchdown that play from, like, any remotely accurate pass. And, like, people are overlooking it because it was completed, but, like, Xavier Rhodes just, like, took the wrong road. <laughs> and this was just fucking lost so yeah and then the like road more travel yeah and like all the missed tackles they had on them were so like bad like i mean that was just all missed tackles and so like when Taysom Hill has the ball like you he's not gonna throw it and like even if you have one-on-one coverage like 
as long as you're like the corner's remotely close, like you're probably fine. So I don't know. I think if Taysom Hill works against you, you're dumb. Like that's my consensus on this. And like I, this is something Jolly brought up, and I agree. It only works because he's white. Yeah. <laughs> like because he's white, people the people see white and quarterback like in the quarterback designation and think he can actually throw, and he can chuck it. But like if yeah, that's, he can chuck it. <laughs> I mean, like he he's fucking Logan Thomas. Like <laughs> like I don't. There's not a difference. But like Logan Thomas is a tight end now. People were like, oh, this is that. I don't know. But why do? Why is there a debate right now of whether he would be the number oh two gosh, as opposed yeah. to Teddy? I saw that, and I was like, that's the dumbest thing I've heard in a while. Like, I understand if Teddy wants to go and he ha- like they just don't have him because he gets signed by a team for a lot of money and, like, because Breeze still wants to play and Breeze does still want to play. But, like, between the two of them, it's not even close. Yeah. If Taysom Hill was this team's actual starting quarterback for, like, any prolonged stretch, like... Could they squeeze one win out of him? Maybe. I think Champagne's good enough for that. But, like, if they had to play, like, four games in a row with him, they would not – it would not end well, I don't think. No, he's a gadget, dude. Yeah. Like, like I said, he's a good football player. He's a he's a fun – like, he's fun to watch still. Like, I like the stuff works for him, too. So, like, I mean, Champagne is dedicated to using him. He's finding good ways to use him. But I don't think it's a sticky solution for the Saints in any capacity. Oh. Is that the hot yeah. take siren or whatever? That's that the is. hot take siren. Uh, hot take. Taysom Hill's a gadget player. <laughs> anyway, um, so Taysom Hill aside, uh, Kamara and Breach are pretty lackluster, and between Diggs and Thielen, it ended up being Thielen because he mm-hmm. had a lot of PJ Williams, and PJ Williams also gave up the game when he touched down. So, yeah, I was thinking about that after the podcast. I was like, wait, who's on PJ? We didn't talk about that. Yeah, it's, it's always <laughs> who's on PJ, and so whether or not you think it was a push off or not. P.J. Williams on Kyle Rudolph is a mismatch in every capacity. Yes, I I quite frankly am glad they didn't call a flag on it. I didn't think, like, I think when you slow it, it down been, that much, it looks a lot worse. Everything than it does. Really like, is. anytime yeah. you slow anything down, you're going to find a penalty regardless. Like, watch We've seen push-offs. That was not really a push-off. Yeah. And like, also, like, ticky-tack. Yeah, also, like, it got to overtime. Like, I don't know. At that point, if it gets to overtime, I don't feel bad if it's, like, a penalty like costing it that much because like odds are you probably could have been better i don't know also agree i don't know i like i get tired of everyone always is complaining the refs are throwing too many flags but then you have a game where they let the players play and people complain and you can't have it both ways Mm -hmm. like you just want them to throw flags for your team like that's (laughs) yeah watching the saints get constantly boned on it is pretty funny (laughs) i was every time they're on the wrong side of it i just think karma for uh, bounty gate (laughs) <laughs> well, I mean, I don't, I don't hate the Saints like I know that you do, but yeah. I also, I will stand by the fact that I think virtually every NFL team probably did Bounty Gate at some point in their oh, tenure. Yeah, sure. I'm not, I don't hold that just to the Saints, but yeah, yeah. like, although we do know Greg Williams is a, an asshole, we do know this that's for a fact. fact yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's just like a, that's one of those things we talked about, like as far as like, okay, like Browns firing a coach, Greg Williams being an asshole. That's one of like the NFL like constants, pretty much. Death and taxes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'd still rather have Greg Williams as my head coach though than Adam Gaze. Yeah. Oh, for sure. That's like that's also something I agree with. Sometimes assholes sometimes make good coaches. Mm-hmm. Gruden says it all the time. I'm an asshole, man. That's why I'm a good coach. Yeah, Gruden. Like, people should like Gruden though as a thing. Like Gruden's lovable. Yeah, he's very lovable. Mm-hmm. Very animated human. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> I like them. And then, oh yeah, we did also have some good kicker action in this game if you rolled with either of them. So, uh, it's all to see. Honestly, like Minnesota not being kicker cursed in this game at least was nice. <laughs> they that is that. nice. They, I, like that's got to be so nice for their organization. Just years of PTSD of bad kickers ruining yeah, like, everything for them. When I saw Dan Bailey kick his first field goal, I'm like, oh no, oh no, and he made it. I'm like, okay, we're past it. <laughs> anyway, next up we had Seattle at Philly. Um, this is the only game we were split on because we picked New Orleans last time as well. I picked Seattle. You picked Philly here. Yeah, I was um, taking Philly. Kind of Carson Wentz get, getting hurt, though, pretty much. Yeah, that. that does make it harder. Um, <laughs> so Goddard had a solid game. Um, Wentz was active, but, I mean, he could barely practice all week. I don't think he practiced at all this week. So, yeah, Goddard, Goddard balled out. Um, and then DK went nuts. I know we were debating the DK or Lockett thing, and I think the, like our conclusion was, like, I know we have DK listed as our stream, but these guys are about the same at this point of who's going to pop off. Mm-hmm. And so it was DK. And, dude, man, he's so fun to watch. Yeah, my call, like, specifically was, like, if Seattle wins this game, DK probably had a big game. Yeah, oh, yeah, I do remember you saying that. <laughs> Spot on. And, oh, my God, dude, he popped. That was great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Seattle's defense came through, too. I, I mean, I know we're talking about, like, the lack of weapons for Philly, and Josh McCown came in, but... Their defense has picked it up a lot lately, so that's why yeah, I'm excited for them. Boston Scott really didn't do much. Yeah, but, well, Miles Sanders played, right? Yeah, Miles Sanders did play. Boston Scott got some receiving action, and like um, Greg Ward barely did anything. Yeah, they, they I mean the, the offense didn't get much going. They got nine points. I mean, that kind of says it all. Yeah, shame. Mm-hmm. It's a bummer. I mean, they had a chance though. Was the funny part? Like the fact that they had a chance was. Yeah, they really did. I mean, if Wentz doesn't get hurt, I man, yeah, the I'm game's curious a lot how it closer. plays out for sure. Josh McCown was solid for, like, having to come in out, like, cold. Yeah, he didn't do badly. He didn't do great, but yeah, I think he wasn't he... terrible. Yeah, and he, he didn't he get picked off. He fumbled, but he didn't lose fumble, so I think he just got, like, sacked and it bobbled around. Yeah, and his, he had, like, a decent Six conclusion. Sacks, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, he was, he was pretty solid. I mean, that's, I mean, McCown's solid backup. Spark score freak, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but, so next up, we've got our... Um, Wow, my brain just died. <laughs> like I'm like, we got our. Wait, what do we have? Oh no! It's like that loading. <laughs> yeah, my brain, my brain was buffering. It was you know, <laughs> the rainbow circle for the max, or whatever. Or like, you're about to watch a YouTube video, and then it shows the ad, and then it buffers. Like, oh my god, that is hell. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> I don't know why that even happens. But anyway, we've got our divisional round games now. So first off, we've got Minnesota at San Fran. Right now, we've got San Fran, and I, I'm pretty on board with the spread here. Seven. I would have to agree. I definitely wanted to like lean a little on Minnesota the first week, but I think this matchup works pretty well in San Fran's favor. Mm-hmm. And like even if Minnesota is riding hot and does play well, San Fran's a lot healthier now. Like a lot of their defensive players are back that had been out that had been like having a negative effect on their defense. Like I mean that they've been a lot more vulnerable the last couple of weeks. And yeah, uh, no, they got to rest, which was very important. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm on San Fran here. Um, my the, literally the first guy I picked as a banger, and I know you're gonna love this was Debo, and I assume you agree. I assume you're on board. Debo, yeah, dude, he 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 balled out the last like half or so of the season. Oh and, yeah, man, he became a security valve there for Jimmy G. Yeah, like after Kittle, he's pretty much the primary target. Like he and Sanders are, but I mean, yeah, like they're this the uh, the corners for Minnesota have been struggle busting. So 
Yeah, I think they're going to have a lot harder time guarding several receivers as opposed to one. Yeah, like as far as Cook, or sorry, as far as Debo versus Sanders, I'm on Debo over Sanders. Pick in between them. I think Sanders mm. is a fun option, but I would lean Debo. I think. Yeah, I think Sanders is definitely still has a solid game. Yeah, and I mean, with all this, Kittle's kind of a given. I think because he he's also been on fire lately too. Yeah, you can, you got to start Kittle. My uh, what that NFL like playoff thing i forget what it's called fantasy playoffs i don't know mm-hmm. i always do that every year just for fun and i've got kittle in that gotcha nice nice yeah i there was one i did where it was like you pick you can only pick one player for i think it was like the fpcc whatever it is i don't know you can only pick one player from each team for the whole playoffs and so i actually picked kittle and kelsey because it was like 1.5 tight end ppr mm-hmm. and um i picked Albert cook too actually that worked out but yeah, that was fun. They're basically trying to, like, you have to pick one. You can only pick one from each team the whole time. You pick, like, a tight end, three receivers, two running backs, a flex quarterback, defense kicker. So Interesting. Yeah. Because I, I, p- I picked Lamar, of course, and I had uh, I picked Aaron Jones and Dalvin Cook. Because I didn't pick Derrick Henry because I figured it would be popular. I didn't know if they'd advance. And then I'm like, oh, Dalvin Cook will be different. I think I had Lockett, um, Hopkins, I don't know who, and, and, and Michael Thomas. And then I had... Uh, Kittle, Kelsey, and then Hauschka and Patriots defense. Okay. And so, yeah, I mean, ideally you would want players from teams going all the way, right? Yeah, because I think – I can't remember. I think, like, if they make it to the Super Bowl, they get, like, double points. I'll have to check on that. But mm-hmm. so that's why I picked Lamar because I'm like, all right. I think we're going to get far, yeah. But anyway, so back to this game. Yeah, Debo I'm on board with. I mean, Kittle's a given. Um, I think they'll get a lot of yards. I have no clue where the touchdowns go, and that's why I have the San Fran running backs as streams because – I could see Mostert or even Coleman vulturing some shit. Like that happens a lot. Oh, constantly. Yeah, yeah I mean, the, we any running back for San Francisco. Predicting the touchdowns for San Francisco is so hard. Like, yeah, you your safest bets are usually Kittle, and I, I mean, he's it. Actually, yeah, lately Mostert, but like, I would I would be zero percent surprised, like negative ten percent surprised, actually, if Shanahan yeah. were to say. Coleman and Brita are at this game, and like the running backs just carousel and shit. Because you right. know Minnesota's preparing for Mostert, so. Ugh. Although the running backs are all kind of the same as far as like how they are. <laughs> like, <laughs> they all have very similar profiles. Yeah, yeah they do. So. <laughs> I say most like, Brita and Coleman are like the same. Mostert's a little different, but they're all pretty similar. But um, so Minnesota side, I'm I mean I'm big on Dalvin Cook again just because of how much work he gets. Um. I'm on Diggs over Thielen this week between the two. Interesting. Yeah, Diggs is mostly going to get um, fucking, I think it's like a Witherspoon is his name, and he's been like really hot and cold this year as far as um, like being good or bad. He's been like pretty r- not good since coming back from his ankle injury, I think it was. Uh-huh. So I'll be the easier coverage. Um, that's, yeah, that's not good for a uh, Stefan Diggs matchup. <laughs> he will torch you. Yeah. Um, but Thielen moves around a lot, right? Uh, so Sherman's pretty much just going to be on one side and yeah, go back and forth. Yeah, so I mean, there's going to be enough movement, but I think I think Diggs is on pace. And so uh, Thielen actually he has like an ankle injury designation, but apparently it was like he got a cut and he got stitches. It's not like hurt per se, oh, like, like internally. An, an internal, like yeah, yeah. it's a superficial. Yeah. Okay. A superficial wound. There we go. That's the word <laughs> I'm looking for. A steep correct term mm, mm, mm. so was not subcutaneous <laughs> yes more big words 
Yeah, no, I thought I saw like some injuries. It must. I think it was Thielen. Because mm-hmm. Diggs had been like sick, but he's probably like he's gonna play. He just hadn't practicing fully and everything. But yeah, I think I think I'm Diggs or Thielen this week, and then I actually think Kirk Cousins. I'm okay with him as like a stream. Um, actually, more so than Jimmy G, because I think the touchdowns are gonna be worth spread out more, and if San Fran's leading, Kirk's gonna have to pass more more passing yardage. Um, if you play on DraftKings, you might get the bonus too for the 300 if you're lucky. Um, yeah, I do think he's going to pass a lot this mm-hmm. game. For sure. And then, I said, I just have San Fran running backs and Sanders as kind of streams as, you know, touchdown darts. Not darts, more or less, but other likely guys that get touchdowns. I I mean, I think this game stays pretty close for the most part. I don't think it's going to blow out or anything. No, I think this could be, like, one of the best games, though. Yeah, like, I, I, think, I think the seven-point spread is like a, oh, like, touchdown in the fourth quarter stays as the lead kind of thing. Yeah. My guess, though, is that they probably cover the spread if I had to. I don't know. Yeah, I think, like, I think, I think it looks me, right, but like I would, if I had to pick cover or like if I had to pick one team to cover, I would pick Minnesota to cover. I think it's a four-point win, you know, like yeah. up by three, touchdown, up by four. Mm-hmm. I could totally see that, too. Like I don't see it being more than a touchdown. Yeah, no, I really don't either. It's definitely not going to be a blowout by any means. Yeah, that's why I'm just not betting on this game because I think they've nailed it pretty much yeah yeah when they nail it you don't bet, don't bet it yeah <laughs> because mm-hmm. they're right yeah but um yeah with us sanford here so um i also so defense wise I, you can use a sanford defense but i don't think it's like necessary i prefer the kansas city defense actually once we get there if you're just like, picking one or like price wise salary wise on sites but the sanford defense is healthier now and so more upside there but kicker wise any Say any love for the Minnesota defense? Not really. Yeah, San Fran runs so much that it, I feel like it limits a lot of the upside of you know Minnesota defense. Although if you want to bet on like Jimmy G like struggling in a um, like in, in a playoff game here, I don't hate that idea. I mean everyone was off Minnesota last week. It's worth to try to go there again if you want to like double play down tournament wise. Yeah, but I'm not huge on it. But uh, mm-hmm. next up we've got Tennessee at Baltimore. I've got Baltimore as you. I think they cover. Right now it's at nine and a half. I think they cover nine and a half. Yeah, I mean, I would, I like, I just have to say really quickly, like, I love Tennessee because of what they did last yes, week. Of course, it was like I was texting Andy, our uh, token Tennessee Titans fan, and I was just like, "So the Jets beat the Steelers, helped the Titans get into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. The Titans beat the Patriots." I was like, "It feels like." The Jets just beat the Patriots. We did, but it, <laughs> it feels a little bit like it, it was pure vindication. I was they so happy. Their part. <laughs> yeah, I'm like Tennessee's like we've repaid the debt. <laughs> a Tannehill always pays his debt. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I mean, I will be rooting for Tennessee in a lot of capacities, but it's going to be hard for me to root against Lamar, and I love Lamar, so I'm yeah. taking Baltimore. I also I'll be for like Baltimore, like personally too. So yeah, I um. I would imagine they'll cover the nine and a half points. Not like to shit on Tennessee by any means. They had a great run. It's, but Baltimore is very dynamic mm-hmm. offensively. They can. They basically can do what Tennessee can do plus some. Yeah, and Baltimore also like bopped the Patriots earlier in the year. It's like actually not that long ago they pretty much shot on the Patriots. So yeah, but um, yeah. So injury wise in this game, Humphreys is out again, and it sounds like like what is his name? Khalif Raymond should be back from a concussion, and then uh, Mark Ingram's questionable. Sounds like he's gonna go, but I don't think he's one hundred percent, and that's why I have him as a mash actually, and Gus Edwards as a stream because 
if I'm assuming Baltimore covers and wins handily, there's no reason to push Ingram, and they're probably going to use a lot of the Gus Bus. So Gus Buzz. Yep, Gus Bus. And then uh, there's I also wrote Big Trust Just for the kicker. <laughs> I mean, you should have a good time too if they're going to score a lot of points. Their implied total is pretty high. So we got Gus Bus and Big Trust Just. <laughs> yes. But yes. I, I, so as far okay, so Baltimore, we know about them. Any any Titans you're into? I mean, okay, I know like Derrick Henry off of, you know, getting the ball a buttload should be fine. Is there anyone else you're into on Tennessee? I, you know, I remember looking at the Ravens stats earlier in the week and trying to really pinpoint what their weakness was on defense. And I don't know if I came up with anything. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't think AJ Brown gets shut down this week. I, I mean, I think he'll get more than a target because I don't think they're going to run as much. They passed what 14 times last week or some bullshit like that. They'd pass not much at all. And that's not good. That's not going to happen again because they're, I assume they're going to be behind. I'm predicting a pick six. I would from, from the Ravens, like like Tannehill's going to throw one. Yeah, like there is okay. This is a little more, but there's a good chance this game loses Tannehill a lot of money. Like if he turns into a pumpkin this game, like the odd like because it sounds like right now Tennessee <laughs> wants to bring him back, but if he like goes full pumpkin this game and is like eight of twenty three for like hundred twenty yards, a touchdown, and like three picks, which is possible like does Tennessee still move forward with them or they go oh same old Ryan Tannehill yeah I I mean I think the biggest difference is if he has a pumpkin game then he gets franchise tagged and if he has a good game then he probably gets a contract yeah honestly which is which is big money difference (laughs) oh yeah for sure well definitely like security wise yeah uh-huh. Um, but he's still going to make some money regardless, obviously, which is you know, happy for him, of course. But yeah, I do, I do see him throwing a pick at least one. Yeah, he's been pretty good at not turning the yeah. ball over. But he threw a pick last week. But like I said, they passed fifteen times last week, eight completions. So that limited yeah. AJ Brown a lot in every receiver, pretty much. So I assume AJ Brown does more this game as the number one now. So if I like. If I liked Corey Davis at all, I would kind of like him for this game. And yeah. sort of the, we liked Jarvis Landry against the Ravens sort of thing. Yeah. Um, Which, I, 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 let me pull it up. But, I mean, they've been good regardless. But I think if you're going to go after Ravens, I think slot is the easier of the options. But Yeah, I would say so too. I do, like, I think, so I think A.J. Brown probably is fine this week. Uh, because they're going to be throwing a lot more. Marcus Peters isn't a shutdown corner. He's a he's going to pick you off. Yeah, he gambles a lot, and that's the thing. Like if if AJ Brown is on Marcus Peters, like the big play versus gambling corner, like could result in a big payoff at one like, at any point. Right, we could see it go minutes. both ways. We could yeah. see a pick six and a bomb. So yeah, like AJ Brown is definitely a it only takes one guy. So it only takes one. Everybody gets one. <laughs> so fine, yeah if if you do want uh titans i mean derrick henry a lot of carries i think aj brown for me is the other guy because um because you if you do if you do dfs like his price dropped a lot so yeah are they good against tight end uh i don't i don't know i can pull up what i had from the previous weeks but maybe we know tight end defense is kind of fucky yeah i mean and it would be Janu. yeah or is uh Delaney's still done, right? Yeah, Delaney's on IR, I'm pretty sure. So yeah, so yeah, it would be Janu with Ferkser mm-hmm. behind him. Who? Uh, Ferkser got the touchdown last week, I think. Yeah, he did. 
<laughs> yeah, Baltimore's been good against tight ends, but I have no clue who they played. I can kind of look into that more. Yeah. But, yeah. But yeah, tight end tight end defense is very dependent on uh, that's that's why I like schedule adjust to like normalize tight end defense a little bit or like kinda like looking at who they played. It's so okay, one thing I have here is that like um so fantasy point wise the last um let me see, last defense. Um yeah, they've they've been good against tight end apparently, but I think Tennessee's been weak against tight end actually, but for what it's worth. Mm-hmm. Which is well yeah, no, so that is my banger. Yeah, so Andrews. Mm-hmm. I, I'm very, I Andrew I'm very high on him. Yeah. <laughs> I think they technically have him as questionable limited over this week, but he he he's played every week even if he's been questionable the whole week or like limited at all the whole week, so I'm not worried about him. And like I'm almost guaranteeing you're gonna see some action from one of the other two tight ends between Hurst, most likely, and then also Boyle. Less likely, but still still, you know, every bit as possible. Yeah, I think Tennessee's had some tight end struggles this year, actually. Let me look. But so no, you're right. They have. Yeah. That's so like, week yeah. one, Jared Cook had a solid game. Austin Hooper balled on him. Hunter Henry had a good game. Kelsey had a good game. Doyle had a good game. Waller did, as did Jared Cook. And Aikens had a decent game. So to me, that says any team that uses a tight end regularly as part of their offense has yeah. successfully been able to do it. Yes. So good. Good sign for Mark Andrews here. Um, I, li- I like Hollywood a lot actually here too. Um, I mean, he should. Like I know he's been like kind of ill throughout the year, but he had plenty of time to rest up, be good here. The Tennessee secondary isn't that good. Um, they just had an easy matchup last week, passing game wise. So I, I can really see Hollywood getting deep here on them. Um, mm-hmm. Also, like because Malcolm Butler's kind of a gamble guy too. But um, is he playing? Is he playing? I don't know. I'll have to look. Actually, he might be out. We pulled some I, more injury stuff, but I the, think I saw he was not. Uh, Look, but I mean, okay, the Tennessee secondary has been rough the last however many weeks. Let me pull it up because, like, week 13 through yeah, no, he's 16, on IR. It's oh, Logan Ryan and Addery Jackson. <laughs> gotcha. So, yeah, weeks 13 through 16. So, pretty much, I mean, I guess we can count last week too, but Tennessee was like 26 in uh passing yards allowed to quarterbacks near during that last part of the season. So, that's worth noting. Um, how are they against tight ends? Let me see. Oh, they were awful against tight ends. They were 27 in tight end yards. Yeah. Because so, they were like league average and, and receiver yards. So yeah, the tight end thing uh, still sticks there. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's definitely one of the reasons like I'm I'm pretty high on Baltimore this week is I like I think they match up well offensively against the Tennessee defense because mm-hmm. they it might not be Manjus. They might like stop Manjus and then oh shit there's Hayden Hurst going down the sideline with the ball oh great <laughs> you know yeah let me see who they've allowed so DeAndre Carter had a good game I mean Hopkins of course and Thomas did uh Zach Pascal had a good game um Tyreek Hill and DJ Moore balled on him Evans balled on him and a lot of good names but I, I think the uh Tyreek Hill like having a field day against them is kind of interesting in the perspective of like speed guy destroying them and Har- Hardman got a long one on him too. He got like a sixty-three yard bomb against him too. Mm. So I think that's I think both of those are worth noting as like a possible uh, Hollywood day here. But also they had they had a bye week too, and it would make a lot of sense for them to get Hollywood involved here to get just a nice big chunk play, like early. Big, yeah, like big play guys benefit from the extra time to prepare because you can draw up, like you can come up with more creative ways to get the ball to a playmaker. Like when you have that extra time, so 
I, I think Baltimore wants to score early, so yeah. I would not surprise me at all to see them start off with a Hollywood bomb. Actually, yeah, because like if if they get ahead on the Titans, like that's what they want to do. They want to get ahead on the Titans. Yes, so that the Titans have to pass. Yep, they want to get ahead good. because Titans don't want to play from behind. Exactly, and so for that reason, I do like the Baltimore defense as well, actually, because they're good and the Tannehill pumpkin potential. Yeah, and between Harbaugh and Lamar Jackson, I know sometimes there's a fear of like have like bi week sleepies. I don't really see that as no, a, yeah. as if, an option. If we're talking about like picking a coach and a quarterback, like in those like one of you ones, like I don't know, right. that's a pretty solid duo of coach and yeah, quarterback. That's an excellent head coach and a very, very, very personally motivated quarterback. Yeah. Like they're not gonna be sleeping when yeah. this game starts. Yeah, so it's gonna Lamar be probably hasn't slept in several days. I think <laughs> he's most likely been up just like going crazy because he wants to play. <laughs> I guarantee after last last playoff ending, he's probably fucking ant for this. Mm. Like this he I mean, because he's probably MVP this year too, so I'm I'm excited for it. But anyway, moving on. Um game including last year's MVP, we have um Houston at Kansas City. I I mean, okay, I didn't write, I mean, I just wrote QBs. I expect both QBs to do well. Um, Kansas City defense has been better, and I like them, but Deshaun Watson finds a way to do stuff regardless every game somehow, so I'm not going to say don't play him. Um, Yeah. Oh, no, Deshaun Watson should have a good game. Yeah, like, so, back to DFS, you can play Deshaun Watson and the Chiefs defense together, I think. Because, like, if he gets sacked and picked off and, like, pick six happens, like, He's gonna keep throwing, and like, whenever he takes over, his his rushing ends up going up too. So that's true. I think it's. I think that's something worth considering. It's um, an interesting play. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Fuller, Fuller's still questionable. He's still like game time decision as of now. God um, damn. I know. I fucking hate it. It's so annoying. Um, because <sighs> we discussed it. Even if he plays, it's like he's a big boon to the team if he plays. But like, using him in any capacity, whether no matter what type of like playoff thing you're in, trusting him is tough because it's how many times have we seen him like leave a game early come trying to come back so every time one of the most infuriating players oh my yeah goodness. like i think i think our consensus was he catches a bomb hat has a hammy issue and leaves yeah no he, he gets a great like 60 yard <laughs> bomb and then he pulls up and he walks off the sideline like holding his hamstring a little bit and then you don't see him again in, for yeah. six weeks yeah but <laughs> That would just drive me crazy. I would like I wouldn't have the patience yeah. for it. Having him and Sammy in one game is kind of funny in that sense of like the <laughs> like the fucking like Nova Star like blow up fizzle <laughs> supernova thing. But they combined have one usable hamstring <laughs> at best. At best. But yeah, so quarterbacks obviously. I mean, Mahomes is fucking Mahomes too. Um, so outside of the obvious Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, I, su- I assume you feel this two should have a good game. See why uh, assuming Kelsey plays, there's like yeah. I keep seeing he's questionable for some reason. I didn't know he was injured. I think he's gonna play, but I've read he's not like 100. percent Which I don't know. Most of the, like I don't know any tight end that is like 100 percent at this point. Like any of like big receiving tight ends. Yeah, I think he's just resting. So like I'm I'm expecting that he'll be there, but yeah, I mean Kelsey is like to Mahomes what Ertz is to Wentz. He is so integral to the offense. He'll yeah. be an absolute banger regardless of the outcome of the game. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure Tyreek Hill just like rocked the Texans in their first meeting. Let me look. Yeah, he the got Texans like 
kicked the Chiefs' ass the first time they yeah. played. So, Reek only played 20 out of snaps because he was coming back from his injury. That's right. He was coming back from the chest thing. And he, he got 10 targets, 5 catches, 80 yards, 2 touchdowns. So, he Yikes. burned them for sure. Um, let me pull up that game, actually. Um, see how, like, Kelsey did and stuff, too. Just, like, dig that up. But It's an interesting game, man. No, yeah. I'm excited for this game, too. The spread, I so, it's at 9.5, like... It's hard to envision Watson losing by ten or more. Like I, I don't, I don't think Kansas City covers. I, I definitely like keeping an eye on Will Fuller a little bit. Like if Will Fuller plays and is active, I'm absolutely taking the Texans to cover the spread because I don't understand whatsoever where ten points is coming from. I think there's a lot of credit being given to the Kansas City defense for being better lately. I'm, at least I'm assuming. That's, I mean, that has to be part of it. Like, yes, it's at home. Their defense has been playing better, but like, this is Deshaun Watson, and he's playing at a very elevated level. Uh-huh. And like, <laughs> they beat them. They've already beaten them earlier in the year in Kansas City. Like, yeah. it was, it wasn't. It's like the same situation. It was in Kansas City, which we know is a hard place to win. Like, I, I get the Texans shouldn't be favorites because they won several weeks ago, but. I feel like 10 points is giving the Chiefs a lot. And it, quite frankly, we've never seen Andy Reid actually put it all together. <laughs> yeah, like he, he's good off of buys, but this is still playoff Andy Reid, and there's a bit of a curse there. Sorry, j <laughs> They but, need Andy like they need to get blown out in the first half to win this game. Because mm-hmm. if they blow the Texans out in the first half, they're going to lose. <laughs> yeah, if the, the game needs to stay like kind of close to start, so Andy Reid doesn't do his go thing. conservative and lose yeah. every time, dude. I love Andy Reid, and I like if the Ravens weren't the ones to win the Super Bowl, I would quite frankly want it to be the Chiefs because I want Andy Reid to win one. Yeah, but man, like I said, I am a Raiders fan, so naturally I'm not, I'm, I'm not like inclined to like love the Chiefs. But like I said, it's hard to be like mad watching. Mahomes and Reed like do their thing together because it's just beautiful, like it is, it's good football, and it pisses me off in a way because like <laughs> fuck, I wish the Raiders had that. But I know it's like they got the thing everyone wants. Yeah, they they, they did the thing and it's good. Like that's <laughs> gonna be good for a while. But um, yeah, but yeah. Anyway. So I am taking overall taking the Chiefs. If mm-hmm. Fuller's not playing, I'm probably not gonna bet the spread either. But like if he does play, I'm definitely doing it. I'm just. I might still. I'm just kind of avoiding it if he's not if he's out. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah. So on Andy Reid, so keep any clock management playoff failure aside. He's a good coach, and so I think he's gonna get McCole Hardman involved this week. Um, he's kind of like their like secret weapon, I guess. And he also got that big one against them when they last played. Um, so this is kind of a DFS point. Like, so on on DraftKings, they're like basically the same price, but it seems like everyone's leaning towards Sammy Watkins instead of McCole Hardman. Which I don't get. <laughs> so, um, if if you if you do DFS here, if you play DraftKings, my big recommendation of the week is going to be going McCole instead of Sammy Watkins. If you're like playing tournaments and trying to like get ahead of people, because the ownership's going to be way spread onto Sammy, and this seems like a great spot for McCole, McCole to get kind of unleashed a bit. And I mean, after Kelsey and Tyreek, like it's a it's always a toss up who gets it, and I would rather not bet on Sammy Watkins. <laughs> yeah, that's the problem is like we know Sammy can blow up. He's done it in playoffs before, I'm pretty sure. But he can also just 
lose yeah. his hamstring on the first play. <laughs> yeah, like Will Fuller could, and Sammy Watkins are going to be like over on the sideline, like in the um, Salvation Army pot, like looking for their <laughs> hamstrings. Like, no, that's mine. No, this one's mine. Oh, mine. I can't tell. They both look like shit. Here's the one with dog bite marks on it. <laughs> it's all what? chewed up and fucked up. Is this all Swiss cheese? No, it's my hand. <laughs> That's my hammy. They're be just on the bikes together, having a grand old time. You know I'm a solenoid powered solo being, right? <laughs> They're gonna be like texting each other from opposing sidelines on the bikes. Wolf was like, "Man, I always thought I was a reptilian solar being too. This is crazy." <laughs> yeah, we don't have good hamstrings. So outside, <laughs> reptilian solar beings are don't actually have hamstrings naturally. I had to get one implanted. <laughs> I would watch that sitcom, Fuller <laughs> and Watkins. Anyway, um, so, but yeah, so Michael Hardman, he's also, he is the quintessential, it only takes one guy as well, so. It only takes one. It really does with half of the Chiefs. Yeah, really. That's what makes it beautiful. <laughs> but, so anyway, so Houston side, um, Hopkins is going to get a lot of targets, you got to assume. Um, but, other so other guys, um, I'm not on hide because I assume they'll have to pass enough that it won't be good for him <sighs> and then it's the, well, the, like the thing is he kind of torched him last time it was one of his best games let me take a look on wasn't it hey, look he might have actually I, for some reason i think he's the running back who's rushed for the most yards on them actually hold on that sounds right actually as weird of a fucking stat as that is I think Carlos it's, Hyde has the most rushing yards against the Chiefs. Yeah, and like he didn't, he was always good for like eight fantasy points every week. But that week, I think he did pretty well. And it's it, like the Chiefs' run defense is just so bad. Like okay. that's definitely their weak point. So he had, so, so since his game, only Derrick Henry. Had, actually, actually, that's just kind of a bad standard, man. So he was like he had one sixteen, and then Derrick Henry had a big blow up game. But um, no one else has ever that big of a game. Josh Jacobs had a 104 against him. but That's good. The ru- aside from Derrick Henry, the rush defense has been like pretty solid since Carlos Hyde had a good game. When did they lose Chris Jones? Yeah, that's a good point, too. Because I know he was he's pretty big with their tackles for loss and their run game. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he, he, he is back now, but... Um, is he playing? Yeah, he's been back the last. Wait, no, Chris Jones has been around the whole year. Everything is. Oh no, no, sorry. No, he, it's not the did. other Jones, right? Uh, Chris Jones missed six through eight. Oh, I'm thinking of the other Jones. <laughs> so is it TJ Jones? I don't know. My brain went to Hani Jones, like the Bengals player who had that show <laughs> for a bit, like where he traveled right. and shit. I don't know why, but <laughs> anyway, and they pull up. I'll pull up the Chiefs news and stuff. So, um, but yeah, so Houston Texans. I'm not huge on Hyde. I'm, I'm big. I think it's a dude Johnson week because I don't think Fuller plays full snaps, and I think a lot of that will go to Duke Johnson PPR wise, like at least. I, yeah, that that kind of that like checks out to me. Also, Duke Johnson's good, so like they're gonna need him if they want to fucking win. That's also part of it too. Like <laughs> he had a decent game last week, right? Yeah, he was okay last week. Um, okay, so Chris Jones did pop up on the injury report with the calf thing, but it sounds like he should play still. Um, Okay. But yeah. So I also am kinda interested in Darren Fells. It um it's gonna depend well, so if Jordan Akins plays, I'm not on Fells, but if Jordan Akins is out, well she's also the other injury for the for the Texans. But yeah, Fells, if there's no 
Aikens I like because I'm, let me pull up the Chiefs defensive game logs here, but I'm pretty sure they've struggled a lot against tight ends this year as well. Um, it, yeah, and it does bottleneck it down to one person. Yeah, yeah, like big, good, big tight ends. Like it's just big tight ends have been decent against them. So yeah. Uh, do you like Stills if Fuller is out? <sighs> I don't know. I don't think so. Like that's why I'm more on like Duke and sort of Fells if there's no Fuller or Fuller. Because I think if Fuller goes out mid-game, like, I, I would feel more inclined for them to rely on Duke and Fells because, like, Stills hasn't really done much at all this year. Like, even when Fuller's been out, I can pull it up. But I was thinking about that, and then I was like, wait, this happened last week and nothing really mattered. Like, so, all right, so games where Fuller has been basically out, Stills has played a lot, but let me see the stats then here. Oh, no, I picked the wrong thing. Game locks is what I need. All right, so when Fuller has been MIA, so still has had the one good game um, against in- Indianapolis when uh, Fuller got hurt. He had four for 105, but he's had, like, no other good games, really. Like, he's had a four for 89 that was with Fuller, and then he had a three for 61 and one that was with a Fuller going out, pretty much. So if Fuller... Okay, so it's one of those things where if Fuller goes out <laughs> mid-game... Stills has been good, but when Fuller has been like out already, it's not materialized, which is kind of weird. So rolling back what I said, maybe Stills would be the play here because it's, although it's like, it's too small of a sample size to really say that. It's just kind of funny, but yeah, I don't, I'm not, I don't think I'm really feeling Stills here. Uh, the more, other... That's more just a gut call. I don't have much to go off of that to be fully honest, but. The other like last one I want to give you is uh, Juan Thornhill. Juan Thornhill is a rookie. Uh, he was taken by the Chiefs this year. He's their safety, and he played all 16 games until the Chargers where he got put on injured reserve. But he was having a really good year as their safety. Um, so there's definitely some uh, upside here with some some Wapkins action. And if he's helping against the run, that's another point there just for the run game and Perhaps Duke Johnson, as you were saying. Also, didn't Fuller like drop multiple touchdowns against the Chiefs in their first meeting? Pretty sure that um, happened. No, I thought he. I thought Fuller started the game and left in the first quarter. Right. He got he got hurt the next week against Indy because week five he blew up on Atlanta. Week six they played Kansas City. Then week seven he got hurt against Indy. But ah. I, I thought he dropped like a couple of touchdowns in the Kansas City game. But um, okay, so I get okay, I hear something with Houston Kansas City. Um, I guess if I, the way I see the game going is Houston has to play it, you know, keep up with Chiefs, which makes sense. And if I'm not big on Hyde, and I think the Kansas City's probably going to be trying to get a lot of pressure, and so I think that would lend more to Duke and Fells being outlets than it would Stills catching some bombs or like breaking free a lot. So hmm. I guess that's like that's like an actual possible point to that. But I may just be like subconsciously like trying to support my random bias. I don't know. <laughs> yeah man i i have to say i really feel like this is a very similar to a minnesota saints thing where like people are really i don't understand see my like, thing is though like i'm struggling because like, like as i'm talking through this i'm struggling to figure out how like like who on houston does well like with minnesota at least we could figure out like okay like pj williams is bad like dalvin cook's gonna do stuff like with houston i'm like there's a sean watson but aside from that i'm like you know him to hawkins but i don't know who else is gonna do anything so that's where I'm like, I kind of get the spread, but I like I think Watson is like Superman, man. 
maybe he is, that's though. just that's the fucking thing though he is like I don't give him <laughs> enough credit he's so good mm-hmm. and but. like if like if you if we do get fuller playing this game and he yeah, does the, fuller yeah, things like that they can win <laughs> yeah i just i literally just don't know like about fuller. i know like because you gotta assume like he's not gonna play the whole game because it's his groin so Ugh. yeah it's a, he's a game time decision with a groin like you can't i, I can't bank on that, that sucks yeah the whole game but ah fuck man it's tough i mean because we'll get we'll get the friday practice reports and that'll give us more info so watch watch that like see how he is with it because he, he was limited thursday but his friday practice report i'll be watching just for the sake of like if he can fully practice i'll feel a lot better but uh oh. <laughs> or if he's at least limited i feel okay about it but man it's not ideal i know it's not oh man yeah so like i don't i don't want to disrespect houston like either i'd like i i am taking the chiefs i want them to win but man watson <laughs> watson's good and like yeah. no if they're like their safety their rookie safety who's playing really well is out i want to see did, was he like a big part of the run game because then that unfortunately means hyde might be able to run again on them yeah um let me let me pull this up um as far as like an injury split thing so well, while I'm looking that up, I do want to say one thing I like, again, for DFS is if you're playing McCall Hardman, stacking him with the Chiefs defense, because you could possibly double up on a uh, punt return or kick return touchdown, because he's been doing a lot of the returning, so. Ah, yes. That's, that's I do think I to do. that is one thing. I, I have a weird feeling about this week and that we're going to see a lot of really fun plays. Like, I think we're going to see a couple pick sixes, a couple, like, kick return things. Like, I already said, I think there's a pick six in the Titans-Ravens game for sure. Mm-hmm. I could totally see a special teams touchdown from this game. Mm-hmm. So what, what was his name? The Juan Thornhill? Yep. All right. So um, he's he's played most snaps. He's, he's missed enough snaps for the sample size. Um, he's a pretty big difference on success rate, like run and pass success rate. So run success rate's gone up like 8%. Pass success rate's gone up 11% against them. Um, so... Hmm. that's kind of worth it i guess it's like that's one of the big injuries i wanted to like look more into the other being i know the chiefs had a lot of line issues but i think they're okay now so it looks like Ryder and wiley so i know like wiley's one of the starters he looks like he practiced in full um, yeah him and Ryder are both starting now with no injury designation so that's good for them yeah and eric fisher's their left tackle did they lose someone um i don't know look I'm trying to pull up their line here. They're rookies on uh, entry reserve. Yikes. So. Hate to see it. Yeah, I think they've got everyone. Yeah, I mean, there's, I mean, talent, the talents, you know, the part. Ryder's not actually that great. Neither is Fisher, obviously. <laughs> neither, actually, neither is Wiley. They're like, looking at their ratings, their offensive line is not that talented. Their, uh, their tackle, Mitchell Swords, is good. But anyway, so, um, yeah, the Fuller and I guess Aikens to some capacity are the big injuries, but mostly Fuller here is a, a big thing to watch. So this is going to be fun, though. I'm excited to watch his quarterback's duel. But uh, next oh, up, yeah. I, I'm off Sunday, so I get to watch this uh, one. Nice. I'm so excited. Yeah, I, th- I think I think these games will be better than the Sunday Saturday games as far as like going down to the wire. That's my inclination, but I'm not sure. 
Yeah, I think Minnesota San Fran will be good. Unfortunately for Tennessee, like, love you, everything you've done. I do think Baltimore, that's not a super close game. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm on board with that <clears> for sure. But next up, we've got Seattle at Green Bay. And this one, this is the one I struggled with the most to pick. This is the closest spread. Um, it's four and a half right now, Green Bay favored. But I, we both have Seattle pulling off the upset. Um, I know, of, isn't that wild? <laughs> yeah, both of these teams are like, I'm not going to say frauds, but kind of just because like I, I, w- I would use that word. Both of these teams had the worst point differential by a like a wide margin yeah. for their record. Yeah, because Green Bay was plus 63. Under, like, meanwhile, Minnesota is plus 104, but Seattle is only plus seven. Yeah, which is hilarious. But man, like Seattle's defense has been playing well enough lately. And then Seattle's actually been like passing more now with the running backs all being dead. So I think that's a Good way for them to attack Green Bay. So I, that's part of why I think they win. Also, I just I don't know. I just don't believe in this Packers team in general. <laughs> uh, for me, there's always like Rodgers can win any game. We know this. But for me, I'm just taking the coach huh. like straight up when I was looking like thinking about the game. I, it, if I'm taking Pete Carroll versus Matt LaFleur, I'm taking Pete Carroll. Hmm. Makes sense. Don't necessarily love the dude. I think he's kind of a shit. But at the same time, like they, I don't know, they've done this many times. He has tons of experience. And Seattle kind of is like Green Bay's Achilles heel, right? <laughs> I mean, the, I, the amount of times I've seen Green Bay lose to Seattle in a game they shouldn't have lost is already something. But the other major factor is that Seattle has been excellent excellent on the road this year and it's they kind have. of in contrast to their previous years where they were definitely more of a home team but wow they are kicking ass on the road mm-hmm. so that like to me this is hardly a home game for green bay it's good like they've got the fans are gonna have the noise but russell wilson's won there before and they're good on the road like it's not gonna be something new for him yeah I, he's not gonna be phased i'm not i don't think the team's gonna be phased in general and Clowney has a I assume Clowney will be a little healthier too than he was last week. So that's a something worth noting too, I think. Yeah, the Packers line is really like hard for me to evaluate because I feel like I read at least one article each like season, one praising their line and one saying it's awful and I don't know which one to believe. <laughs> yeah, it's been solid this year for the most part, but um I for me I think the run game is really important in this one. Both teams are susceptible to the run, at least a little bit. So I kind of like Aaron Jones and Marshawn Lynch. Hmm. Yeah, if there's a rushing touchdown, it's going to be Lynch and not Homer, assuming they get like remotely close to the goal line, because that's how it's been. And he's been solid. He's like he's looked good around the end zone, too. Makes sense. Yeah, and I, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw, uh, saw a nice little uh, homage to Beast Quake this week, man. <laughs> not, not saying a 60-yard, you know, greatest of all time run but i'm saying you know one of those like a 30 nice yard, yard rumble at least or 30 yeah yeah yard, okay yeah you think like he's down after like he runs into the line at one yard and then all of a sudden he's bursting through the middle shaking <laughs> defenders <laughs> off of him like some king kong <laughs> running through traffic he's great man he's <laughs> he's so fun but the the main injury for seattle this week is gonna be Dwayne brown um he said he's gonna try to play this week and but if he's out, that's a huge hit because he's by far, in a way, their best lineman. Mm-hmm. So not having your starting tackle is is a problem. That is Sorry. really big. I would say Green Bay's strength to kind of 
you know, play off of that is their outside linebackers because they got two in the offseason. Mm-hmm. They got the two Smiths, uh, Preston and Zadarius, and they're both pretty good. So, like, they're going to try to be containing Russ, getting pressure, not having Dwayne Brown there would be pretty important. Mm-hmm. So, is he the left or right? Um, I believe he is left. Let's see. Yeah, he's left. So, if I find out he's out, it may change my decision. I don't know. But was he out last week, though? Let me look. I thought he was out last week. Um, he seemed to do okay last week. Yeah, I can find it. Um, he was out last week, yeah. Let's see how many sacks the Eagles got. <laughs> but, yeah, so as far as the players in this game goes, I, I mean, you got to be on Russ just because the Green Bay corners are hit or miss. And I feel like with Russ and DK and Lockett, there's going to be more miss. So, on DK versus Lockett, though, who who are you more into? Oh, huge Lockett. I'm on Lockett as well. I mean, I think DK's fine, too. Like, it's one of those things where they're a lot more even now than they were at the start of the year. But I, I'm in on Lockett this week for sure. I, I'm not as even on them. I'm like, it's definitely more on the like the DK blow up last week, but I think it's Lockett's time. Mm-hmm. Um, also, Philly had one sack last week, and it was mm-hmm. Malcolm Jenkins. Huh. Their safety. Yeah, Russ is not easy to sack, so. He is not. <laughs> but if you have two good o- OLBs, you might be able to contain him and prevent him from yeah. using his feet as much. Because even if he's not, like, running, running, he's still, like, navigating the pocket while it's escaping pressure. Yeah, he's still scrambling, mm-hmm. making those eggs. <laughs> but so, yeah, Which you I'm... know he eats because he's a healthy man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm big on Lockett this week. Green, Green Bay is a lot weaker in the slot than Philly was. Like, that was Philly's thing was, like, their outside versus slot was a big enough contrast that it made sense for DK, but mm-hmm. they're, they can be beaten both ways here. So I, I think the Lockett should have a solid time. And actually, on DraftKings, Lockett's cheaper than DK. So what? Yeah, it's wild. Bye, bye, so bye. Yeah, but um, and then so are are you gonna say Lynch as a stream for you then? Yeah, Lynch was in my stream. Gotcha. Yeah, I mean Green Bay's struggle coming against the run this year, so I can see that. Like at least as like a touchdown guy, like. It's probably one of the better that's get a touchdown. I would I'm gonna look up touchdown odds or something, but Yeah, I mean the chance of him falling into the end zone on any given week is pretty high. Yeah, let me what's let me see what the uh like odds are for him to score a touchdown versus everyone else. <clears throat> because I mean I'm, I'm trying to think who else I mean I feel like he'd be the favorite to score a touchdown for Seattle, right? I mean I would assume. Well, I mean, Lockett, I think, will be pretty high odds this week, too. So, let me see. Marshawn Lynch is plus 140. Mm. Um, score a touchdown. I think that's the best odds for... DK is also plus 140. Really? Yeah. I mean, he's he's, he's a pretty good president weapon. Um, Ty Lockett is plus 145. So, yeah, Lynch Lynch is tied to DK for best odds. On on, on Green Bay side, Aaron Jones is minus 250, and then Devontae is minus 120, which I, I'm being on Devontae this week. Ah, like, uh, Yeah. Regardless of, like, Rodgers and stats, <clears throat> Devontae has been the guy, the only guy, really, honestly. So, like... I would say there's almost a 100% chance he gets a touchdown. Yeah, he's gonna have 100 yards and or a touchdown, I feel pretty good about. Like, he's been on fucking fire, just, like, in general this yeah. year. Like, he got hurt for a bit, but he's the only guy to throw to. Like, 15, 16, 17, his targets are 13, 16, 13. So, 16 <laughs> targets, maybe 16. I still don't know who like the Seattle secondary is now. Yeah, like it's they've been like it's they've they're hard to pin down, but I think Devontae Adams is one good enough to get enough targets that he's gonna do his thing. Their strength is definitely their linebackers. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, their front seven is their strength over their secondary for sure. Bobby Wagner and KJ Wright. Mm-hmm. But I mean, so Devontae Adams is a given. So as far as any other pass option, I think Alan Lazard or Jimmy Graham would be the other guys I would choose. If you're picking between the Lizard King or old Jimmy, old Jimmy, uh, who who are you going with? I do kind of like Jimmy. Give me them Jimmys, Russell them. Yeah, like it's the thing of like Jimmy Graham. Let me actually pull up the touchdowns again. He, he like he sounds like he would be an okay odd for a touchdown. He's plus two hundred. Yeah, he's touchdown. my red zone jumper mm-hmm. touchdown guy for yeah. the game. Like that's pretty likely to me. I don't think he has a huge yardage stat line, but yeah, I. I, I it's really ceiling or like floor. Like I, I, Graham could easily get four for forty and touchdown, but I I think Lazard has the much higher potential for like a hundred yard game. Mm. Although I don't I don't want to go for either of them just because I think it's literally just Devonte Adams and that's where you kind of call it on the passing game. Ooh, I have to do something really quickly. What are you doing? What are you doing? I gotta know. What is it? I gotta look at the betting line history. Ooh, because uh, I think. The over/under on this game has shifted. It had. Um, I think it's gone up. It's it's gone up half a point overall, but I don't know how much it's gone up and down in between. Interesting. Yeah, there's not there's not been nearly as much line movement this week as last week. Because last week there were some huge shifts, but like this week it's a lot calmer, at least overall. But um, I do also like the Seattle defense for what it's worth. Like as much as we talked about them, and we have Seattle winning. If they win, their defense is gonna play a large role. I'd say so. I'm I'm in on them. And it worked out last week, so, and that they're they're a hundred ten percent of defense that like relies on like staying hot, rolling their swagger, all that. So, I, I'm on the Seattle defense being confident after last game too, as like a narrative thing, part of it too. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, that's the other. I mean, Pete Carroll really that the one credit I will really give him is he knows how to put a defense together. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, so have you found like how much the lines kind of moved around during the week, or no, not really. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, because yeah, it's barely moved like overall. So, but because but sometimes like you see bigger swings if you look into it more. But I thought they were at forty three on the over under mm-hmm. earlier in the week. I mean, that, and they're at forty six, which to me would have been a pretty big swing. Yeah. I, the way we were talking kind of made me feel like this will probably hit the over. I don't know. Because I yeah, initially I was kind of doubtful, but. You know, I think Aaron Jones scores. I think Devontae scores. I think Jimmy Graham scores. And I think Lynch scores. I think Lockett scores. So that's five touchdowns, Brad. Yeah, that's five. A couple field goals in there, and maybe one errant one to somebody we haven't said, like Lazard or uh, <laughs> or DJ Moore or David Moore. Dave, or the hell, some other those. fucking guy, Jerron Brown. Who knows? Yeah, Jerron Brown. Well, like, like, I, like how the Seattle, I like how the Seattle guys like this like Jerron Brown and he gets mixed with John Brown and then like DJ or guy like David Moore gets mixed with DJ Moore. They're all like the like almost guys. Oh, they're so close, <laughs> I know. It's funny, but Darius Slay and Darius Slayton. <laughs> yeah, this is a game like I I feel like at least confident picking, I think. But I mean it makes I, sense. Closer yeah, I will sure. admit that you might get a text midway through the week that I've switched picks on this, but yeah. for now I'm taking Seattle. It'll be like five minutes before game. Oh fuck, I'm picking Green Bay. <laughs> fuck. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because the Dwayne Brown race rolled out, that may have changed me, but I'll see. So, but. like, because I I also think Seattle's a little bit of a faker too. Mm-hmm. Not like in a mean way, just their record is not really. Oh yeah, their point spread for their record is way off. Yeah, we talked way about that off. But that's also a function of quarterback and coaching. So true. So the Dwayne Brown thing's got to be big for me, but 
Yeah, this game's tough to call. I'm looking forward to it, though. Like, I'm looking forward to all these weekend games. I know. It should be fun. I wish I got to see them, all of them, especially mm-hmm. the Ravens. Rip. Yeah, I'm just going to be watching Lamar just dong on them. It is at 8.15, and I'm a double. If I can get cut Saturday, I can totally still watch the end of this. It'll, I'll be like, dude, I'll be busy tomorrow night doing stuff, but I'll like have the game up on my phone probably. <laughs> I'll be hanging out with people. I'll be like, yeah, the uh, Lamar, huh? Pretty good, huh? Oh, man, the Vikings game is starting pretty much right when we get into like real work. So like, I'm not going to be able to catch any uh, of that. Oh, man, that's a bummer. But I mean, so I think I think the Sunday games are going to be like better overall to watch. So if I had to pick a day, I would, I would pick it out. What if I was like just objectively wanted to watch good football? Yay. <laughs> but I'm excited more football than after this, man. We're almost to the Super Bowl. We're getting there. I know. We're almost at the Super Bowl. The, I really want the Ravens and the Niners to keep going because then I get a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. So it's the la- last four-game weekend we have. Otherwise, it's just two ga- two gamers. Whew, man, I, I mean, I'm like Ra- Ravens-Chiefs, like that's going to be a good rematch. So I'm, I really want that to happen because that'd be so fun. Ravens-Chiefs, yeah. yeah. I think that's, that's the game everyone wants. Yeah, that's going <laughs> to... Like, what are the odds? Because like, there was one year where like there was a Seattle-San Fran game that was basically the Super Bowl. It was like better than the Super Bowl itself. Like, it, oh, it was, yeah, was that the Richard Sherman game? Yeah. Crabtree? Yeah. Because, like, I think so. Because the Seattle went on to... I think that was when Seattle dominated Denver that year. But um, I could totally see, like, the AFC Championship game being like that. And then the Super Bowl, like, potentially just being like, oh, this AFC team is just way better. But... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that that happens. I I often say that personally, I find the championship games to be better than the Super Bowl. There's a, there's enough times, yeah, just because of like the teams play each other more often too. So there's like more to it. There are definitely good Super Bowls, but oh, I mean, sure. man, last year's was like the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. I actually <laughs> fell asleep. I actually fell asleep. Do you know how rough. much I love football, dude? <laughs> I was just like, fuck. I'm like, just, just nothing's going on here. Like, good lord! Granted, I had drank a lot. Yeah, it was good because it was close, but not because it was like exciting. It was the NFL equivalent of a of like a no hitter. <laughs> like it's cool, but uh. <laughs> like if you're real into baseball and that kind of thing, like you probably love a no hitter. But for the rest of the viewing public, it doesn't make for an exciting game by yeah, any exactly. means. Because, like, even when there's good defense, like, that's fun. But, like, there it was just, like, the offenses were incompetent. It was that, and I also had no stake in either team yeah, last that year. Too. So, if I don't care about either team, then all I want is for the game to be entertaining. Yeah. I don't care about a no-hitter and a team with baseball teams I don't care about. I, like, I want the game to be exciting. It was not ridiculous. Mm-hmm. It was so bad. Yeah, of course, oh. you know, inclined to root against the Pats, but, you know. Oh, yeah, I was definitely rooting for the Rams. I think I put money on the Pats. <laughs> As, like, a hedge, like, emotional hedge. Yeah, well, I kind of figured. Didn't I pick? Yeah, I think I picked the Pats, too. I think I did, too. It made sense. But... <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, thank you all for tuning in. This is going to be our first official Spotify episode. Our stream is, all, like, on the Spotify but um, this year will be our first new one after we've had Spotify established. So we're 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 official. We're fucking official as shit. Twenty twenty. <laughs> yeah, we do have the explicit text <laughs> with a clear vision. <laughs> clear vision. Yeah. <laughs> to get Mozzie and the muscle into your bloodstream. <laughs>
<laughs> but uh, yeah, it was like I was I was getting it set up. It's like oh, is there explicit content? I'm like, yup, yup. <laughs> we say some <laughs> shit. Yeah, I should probably cut back on that. And, maybe. Yeah. And as long as they know we're gonna be saying potty words, I don't care. <laughs> as long as we're like catching someone off guard, like if someone's like, oh, what's this? My kid's in the car. We just say like some random ass shit. <laughs> With random cutaways to Judge and Die. Yeah. It's coming next week. <laughs> this, uh, 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 this, uh, uh, this doesn't work shit! <laughs> <laughs> That's Judge and Dimes. Yes, they're only five minute episodes. Four it's, of them it's, are like, it's like a Mike Super Short show thing, honestly. like It could be like a 30 second thing. Right, it's like one of those Rick and Morty, and now for another quick mystery. It's like it's like the interdimensional cable or whatever. Like just a quick little. I bit. did it. Here's the gun and the murder weapon. Ah, uh, it was me. Hi, I'm Joe Dudge on Judge Times. This is Danny Times, my assistant. We're gonna look at these coins. Justin Royan comes in like, ah, oh, yeah, it's me. I'm Danny Dimes. Look at me. Oh, yeah, I've been a uh, quarterback for for the New York Giants. Huh, my name's Dimes, but I'm a quarterback. That's why we love coins here. Uh, anyway, um, you're welcome and sorry for that simultaneously. Uh, thank you for tuning in. Thanks, have fun here. Thanks, have fun. We like to get around here. Let's get around.